As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Can you see it? Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. Adam's leaving. To the line, Hughes, scores! You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of the men in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season capital H, capital S, for $5 off your order. There is free shipping anywhere in Canada on orders over $50 at Zephyr Epic, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic.com. Go check it out. A lot of good stuff right now, some new upper decks out there. Lots of stuff to buy. If you're into those football or basketball cards, they got a lot of those. We are also delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD, for 25% off your first order and free delivery. My name is David Quadrelli, and I am joined. We're wet today because it was very rainy out there. It was a Friday afternoon. We are fresh back from Rogers Arena. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place. Chris Faber, we're wearing some dress clothes in the studio. This is the classiest episode of Canucks Convo ever. Yeah. I feel like Brian Burke, though. I got buttons down now at this point, but I'm wearing a dress shirt still. Pinkies up on the mics, I right? I went with the uh, burgundy pants. 
I like I liked your look today. I liked it too. Actually, I came out looking way better than I would have thought. I bought these burgundy pants. Never thought I'd wear them. No, good good call on the burgundy I pants. Wear them to the first rookie camp, and yeah, yeah. Hey, normally we we BS around uh, for a little bit at the start of the episode. Not today. We're nope. going straight into it because. Well, hold on. I got told I was a fashionista today. By who? Yourself in the mirror? No. Well, yeah, of course. But Daniel Wagner, Pastabulis, complimented the outfit. Checkered pants, no stats, just vibe shirt from Mm -hmm. the broadcast, and a uh, little colored colored polo underneath to tie it all together. Fashionista, he says. I wear the burgundy pants, and you're the fashionista, apparently. I'm not not trying to compare, but my (laughs) outfit's better than yours. Come on. Come on. I, I think I look good. I think it's about you look as great. good as I can go here. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. I, I'm used to wearing dress Okay. Like I said, time. we actually have stuff on the ice that we watch with our own eyes to talk about. So yes. let's not beat around the bush <laughs> with who's a fashionista, who's not a fashionista, Me. Daniel Wagner's fashion opinion. We don't want to go down that road. <laughs> so let's go right into what we saw on the ice. Rookie camp. I mean, the first 15 minutes was the players squatting. So there wasn't uh, much to draw from that. And the thing that, that kind of sucks right off the top. Yeah, I'm going to go negative right off the bat. A four-day camp, and we're only able to go to the first day. Yeah, and not just we as Canucks Army. Like, media in yes. general is only allowed to go to the first day, which is probably the most boring day. But yeah. uh, like I said, the first 15 minutes, they're squatting across the ice and gaining yeah. you know, speed that way. Not a lot to get into. But I mean, right after that, you know, when the drill started cranking up, you could immediately see a couple players sticking out at rookie camp. So I guess we'll just get right into it and start with the big topic. I'm sure this is going to be on all the blogs, all the, the newspapers in the athletic. It's going to be a lot of talk about Mikey DiPietro. Oh, yeah. I'm literally already I, I'm talking to Curtis Sanford tonight. This is being recorded on Friday night, hoping to have the story up either Saturday or Sunday talking to Curtis Sanford because he was on the ice with Mikey DiPietro and Arthur Silovs and again uh, you didn't get any photos of it but I was away from everybody else because there were the skaters on one side and then the goalies on the other side and I walked all the way down to be on the goalie side and I was just zeroed in on the drills they were doing man like Mikey DiPietro Looks like an NHL goaltender. Like I wrote in the notebook that we did for Canucks Army today, he looks like an NHL goaltender who took time out of his offseason to come be the other goalie at the practice. And honestly, like that's exactly what he was. Like he is NHL ready. He said he was NHL ready, and I'm I'm gonna say it. He is NHL ready. Like I am very firmly saying that if there's an injury this year, because we've already been over this, he's not coming out. He's not going to make the team out of camp because of Halak's no move clause, and he's not coming up unless there's an injury. If there's an injury to either Demko or Halak, DiPietro can play, and he can be a respectable goaltender in the NHL right now. Yeah, uh, he looked different. Like he he completely looked different. There 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 have been massive improvements. It felt like in his game. Yep. Like I think you put this in the article, but I think I also turned and told you this at one point. Like maybe a single digit amount of goals yes. got passed. You could count it on one hand. That's what we said. Yeah, throughout like the whole practice, yes. of just drills and then scrimmages. Like he was making ridiculous saves. So yep. they split it down and put the nets on either side of the rink, like width wise, and they were just inside the blue blue line going back and forth on a little scrimmage. And he, I think he let in one goal in that whole little yeah. scrimmage. And I tell you, like. You know, just seeing Mikey DiPietro play out there, he was the best player on the ice. Like, he was by far the best player on the ice. We'll get to Pod Colson in just a minute, who was probably just behind him. But 
I there was a lot of things from Mike DiPietro that just looked like he was he was a veteran presence there at rookie camp, and I know that he wasn't even supposed to really be out there uh, according to uh, you know the, the roster that was given to us. But to see Mikey go out there and not only be the best player on the ice, but he was Archer Silos' biggest supporter from the other end. Like he was loud and giving you know. You could hear out of boy Artie like the whole yeah. time from Mikey just pumping him up. He was one of the louder guys on the ice today. And yeah, he he stuck out just immensely compared to everyone else. He was on another level. He looked yeah. like the the pro out of that group. When I think going into it, I was expecting Pod Colson to just be like, that's the guy. That's the pro. He He's going to steal this practice. But somehow Mikey DiPietro, who wasn't even on the roster for rookie camp, is yeah. the guy that you're going to take away the most from that day. Yeah. And I mean... Again, talked to Mikey this offseason, and he said, like, I'm a pro now. Like, I'm not the 19-year-old goaltender that got starstruck having to play against San Jose Sharks and let in seven goals. Like, he's like, I'm not that goaltender anymore. And he talked about being a leader for the young guys, like Seelovs. And sure enough, like, yeah, attaboy Artie, that's great to hear. From Di Pietro. The facial hair, too. Mikey's got a little... Yeah, got uh, a little beard going. He's got a little beard going. It's uh, nice he's jumped past the, the place of manhood that you're at where you can't grow a beard. He yeah. can grow one. Well, he's a dark-haired Italian. I'm well, light-haired. That sounds racist to me. <laughs> just, that's, that's, that sounds a little racist. I don't think it is, but it sounds a little it bit. It is definitely not racist. Okay, he has well, dark hair. I don't. All right. Fair enough. Whatever you say. And uh, he respects uh, not eating Domino's pizza as well. So he's yes. he's a real Italian. He um, he's but, very Italian. I told yeah. him about Commercial Drive. He didn't know Commercial Drive existed. Well, he, he doesn't live over here. Well, like, he must know yeah, now because yeah, I told him I told him. I was I'll like, you get out there. there. I'm not the best with goalie. People know this. I'm not a huge fan of goalies, but. I like the look of uh, CeeLo's pads. I like the look of them, yeah. the the color coordination, however you want to call it, the pattern, whatever they had on there. I liked uh, CeeLo's, and he didn't really stick out that much either. Like, he actually... I I, sorry, yeah, I liked CeeLo's <laughs> better at training camp in, in Victoria, Victoria yeah. when I watched him for the first time. I didn't think he looked that great today, and he let in most of the goals uh, compared yeah. to what Mikey was doing. That uh, that might have, like influenced how good Mikey Dietro, DiPietro was for us watching because Seelovs wasn't great. Well, also, I want to say on the other side of that coin, if you're comparing him to Mikey DiPietro, yes, he didn't look as good. I did notice a few things. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying this because he let in more goals than DiPietro. I did notice a few things just with his crease movement that I kind of made me go, huh, okay, like his stance was a little bit wide at certain points. Like, and this is something Ian and I were talking about last week, Ian Clark, goaltending coach of the Canucks, was this dark alleyway. And he he used the analogy of a dark alleyway that he's leading these goaltenders down. And he was using it in the context of teaching them different philosophies and why it's important to explain things, explain why we're doing things the way we are, rather than just telling them what to do. Because he said, if they don't have a strong understanding of why they're doing things that way, it's more likely that they could turn around and go back to where they know is safe in the dark alley. You know what I mean? They, they go back to the yeah. safe side of what they know already. And I, I saw a little bit of that from Seelovs today, but I also think that's just the result of really not playing for a year. And again, not getting much time to work with Ian Clark, right? I think, you know, um, the other thing that I did want to point out is that Curtis Sanford was on the ice um, again, extension of Ian Clark and he spent a lot of time talking to Seelovs and working with Seelovs. Like you probably noticed this, but DiPietro was the goalie 
working with the skaters. Uh, when the skaters were doing drills where they just shoot on a goalie, that was all Di Pietro. Seelovs was more focused on like movement and Sanford was showing him different concepts. And that's exactly what they should be doing. Like Di Pietro's a polished goaltender, worked all year with Ian Clark, needs to face some shots. Seelovs still has some stuff to work on for sure. And that was very evident today. The, the biggest thing about Di Pietro though was like, yeah, he looked like he looked really sound on making just like a lot of these drills. You come in on the on the wing and you take a shot from, you know, kind of yeah. the slot area. And, you know, he was making a lot of saves. And the only thing that was like when Di Pietro really won everyone over was the little scrimmage that they had at the end where he's just making these acrobatic saves where yeah. he just looks unreal and like made some of the biggest saves uh, throughout that first day. And I mean, just looked really impressive. But we'll move on from Di Pietro because there's a lot of other names. There is a name I want to bring up. Jet Wu. Did look like he was a step above everybody else. Out of the skaters, I would say Jet Wu was one of the, oh, certainly out of the defensemen. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even close. But out of the skaters, I would say Jet Wu was somebody that really did look like a pro. Like, he he looked like a player that is going into his second year in the AHL, second professional season, right? With something to prove. Like, I think we're going to see a big year from Jet Wu. And this is going to be a big year for him. It has to be. Like, you wrote about this recently on CanucksArmy.com was there's a lot of depth now. It's not a guarantee that he's going to be in the Abbotsford Canucks top four like it was last year. With taxi squads no longer being a thing, the best players of each AHL team are going to be on the AHL team. They're not going to be with the big club in this extra roster spot. Like, they are going to be there, and they're going to be competing for spots. Well, there's three right-handed pros in Keeper, Burroughs, and Bowie. Yeah, exactly. That are going to be in Abbotsford this year, right? Like, at least that. If Brad Hunt's there as well, he's a guy who can play both sides. So I don't think Wu starts in the top four, even though he should be getting as much ice time as possible. And, and Ryan Johnson talked about that. We'll touch on the media day maybe in the second half of the episode. Let's, let's stay on the on-ice stuff with Jet Wu where, yeah, I liked a lot of Jet Wu's game. He was another guy, you know, similar to Mikey, who was really leading the practice, very vocal throughout the practice and being one of those leaders for for really the young guys, a lot of them out there kind of, you know, struggling with drills. There was quite a few little false starts as they started drills, but Jet was a guy who was leading the way through and through, and I thought he looked really good with the puck on his stick, too, and that was the big thing at training camp last year. And like we said, this is one day, folks. Like, you can't dive into this too much or, like, write a guy off because of a training camp one day at prospect or at rookie camp. We're going to know a lot more when we get to training camp, but just... Jet Wu, I thought he handled the puck really well, and that's something that was a, a huge knock on him last year at camp. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when we watched Jet Wu last year, we both said, day one, we were like, yeah, he's not he's not close. Like, he's not even close to being ready. But I'd say today, and you know, it's hard to compare what he did at a pro camp, and he's going to be at pro camp in Abbotsford next week, right? So we'll, we'll get a better understanding. We'll report back on this. But he really did look a step above everybody else. And I want to get your thoughts on this. What did you think of Vasilipod Colson today? Good. I mean, he was really good. You could tell Vasilipod Colson shot popped way harder than anyone else's. Like I was expecting to see a little bit off of Klimovich, see what his shot was like. But Vasilipod Colson looked like he had a lot more. He had better hands than I was kind of expecting to see in tight. I liked a lot of his moves on the goaltender, even though Mikey DiPietro was just robbing Vasily Pod Colson like all yes. practice long. DiPietro just had Pod Colson's number. It was uh, it was nice to hear that Pod Colson has learned some uh, 
He learned the right words to say when you get robbed by a goaltender. Learned some swear words. He knows his English swear words pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some of the loudest things you heard throughout the arena. Yeah. And Mikey DiPietro was the guy making him say that a lot. But I liked, I really liked just seeing the shot pop off of his stick because that's always been the biggest question about Vasily Pod Colson coming in. And by far, like not even close, nobody looked like they had the, you know, the, the release like no. Vasily Pod Colson yeah. did. His and the shot speed was, on his shot was oh, nuts. for sure. It was it was by far the best shot uh, on the ice today, and by far too. Like you know, I thought Klimovich had a decent shot. I actually liked Chase Waters quite a bit too, and he was mm. another guy who I liked throughout the drills, being a good leader and and kind of getting everyone on track. I mean, Klimovich and you know Pod Colson's pretty good at understanding English, English, but Klimovich is you know very pretty weak with his English. So you know, seeing him kind of go through the drills, you saw Chase Waters stepping in a lot and just kind of like pointing him, you know, like point this way, you go this way, because the 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 coach is out there just yelling at them what the drill is. Klimovich is just standing there like he has I to know. wait. He can't go first because he has he doesn't really know what they're about to do. Yeah. So it was it was good to see a guy who, like you know I totally expected Chase Waters to be that guy, a three year captain for the Blades. Like he's the type of player who who is going to be a leader, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how he fall his leadership falls in Abbotsford because he's coming in as a rookie. But to see him at rookie camp, he was another guy that I was kind of impressed with just how he worked through the drills and even battles. Like I liked watching Chase Waters battle against Vasily Pod Colson because it felt like it, it was giving Pod Colson quite a challenge. There were some guys that Pod Colson was going up against, you know, Ethan Keppen. He was all over Keppen. Yeah. There was a time where uh, uh, Canuck, Canuck Leapert. I'm going to that's going to be a tough one learn how to pronounce but he was going up against him quite a bit and pod colson was just just making him you know manhandling him and and to see pod colson out there man it was it was nice like we didn't really get a great drill to see his full out speed it was a lot of little you know steal the puck and go in tight towards the net but, but we got to see a lot of the shot and the, the shot looks good the silly pod colson shot looked really good at the first day of rookie camp yeah it did you know what surprised me about him his hands you've mm. seen him more than i have but there was a move that he made on Mikey DiPietro. Of course, DiPietro saved it. But you know how Elias Pettersson does that forehand, backhand, fakes, goes back to the forehand yeah, little Your move? body goes to the right, but then you yeah. it's almost the opposite of the Forsberg. Exactly. But you and keep two hands on the stick. Pod Colson executed that like perfectly today. But DiPietro just stopped yeah, it. Like, DiPietro stopped the it. Video, I don't think I even tweeted it out because we got out of here in a hurry to get over yeah. here and record. I think I, I got to tweet that one out after, but that was one of the bigger saves. Then like two seconds later, he makes a massive save again. DiPietro was nuts tonight. He was. like he Tonight, was, today. He was by far the best player. Yes. By far. But a lot to like with Pod Colson. Uh, right just like, you know, you could see him just having fun out there. He's yeah. a vocal guy too. Like, even, you know, just calling for pucks or after every shot, he's he's letting out a scream of some sort, whether he yeah. missed and was dropping F-bombs or just, you know, scoring a goal and celebrating. You see him with the teammates, like big fist bumps from Vasily Pod Colson, like hugs after goals. Like he was having a lot of fun out there today. Yeah. And he was he was the man for sure. Like out of all the actual skaters, Pod Colson was he was the show for the for the guys that weren't named Mikey DiPietro. And you and I were talking about this. Seems like he's got a pretty big personality. And I think as his English improves, and, you know, he said today that him and his wife are going to be getting a tutor, which is good news for them. Um, that's going to be really cool to see his personality kind of come out. And in his media availability today, you know, we talked about this. He was understanding all the questions as they were asked. Like he, a few times he had to ask his translator um, just for clarification of yeah. the questions, like he would he would say something in Russian right after the question and she would confirm it and then he'd answer in Russian, of course. But a lot of times he was like nodding along as the question was 
being asked and you could tell he was understanding and then a lot of times he was just responding right away after the question was asked in English. A couple he just came back with the English. There was a there was like asking if he was worried or what it was like yeah, to nervous. To, if he was nervous. Yeah, if it was to you know to come to North America, to come to Vancouver an English speaking language. And I loved how, you know, he understood the question right off the bat and quickly was just like, No, I'm not nervous. Yeah. Like he, he answered said it the in English. Yeah. That. Said yeah. it in English quickly uh Quipped, which was pretty funny and yeah there's some yeah. let's talk more media stuff in the second half but last things on the ice was anyone not looking good for you today no i don't want to drag anybody honestly like i can't i was disappointed with sea loves and that mm-hmm. like pains me to say but i was i was a little disappointed with him i'd like to see more um but again i don't know how much of that is hasn't played in a year and hasn't worked with ian clark in a while mm-hmm. i think there was some concepts today that were reintroduced to sea loves that maybe he kind of got away from a little bit again talking to curtis sanford tonight this will be one of the things i ask him i'd like to hear more good i will i'll say i thought even captain looked a little step behind everyone that's fair i think uh yeah captain was a step behind um was carson folk on the ice i don't think he was that's who you took that guy you thought was better that was folk okay i was gonna say i didn't see him out there like stick out at all but um I'm trying to just think of another name like Tristan Nielsen. He's not 6'10". We know that. Um, he's 5'10", probably. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely not 6'10". Was he listed at 6'10 somewhere? Well, on the initial roster, yeah, he was 6'10". That's but, uh, so funny. PR cleaned that up pretty quick, but J-Pat already had the tweet out. Oh, J-Pat. So, yeah. They had him at uh, 6'10 going into that. But like Victor Pearson was the one that I really wanted to keep an eye on, and it was a quiet day for him. Yeah. Quiet day for him. I thought that you know he even talked about it in the media, which we'll get to in the second half, but he... He wasn't um, so great at defending, even in the drills. And I know they weren't going like 100%, but you mm-hmm. could tell when there was a good battle coming up, like between Jet Wu and Pod Colson. Those were some battles that like you had to watch because those two were going up against each other hard. Jet Wu wasn't just giving him a lane to go to the net. like mm-hmm. He was pushing up on Pod Colson. But I wanted to see a little bit more from Parison. I, I, I know that he's got a good shot. Those were the times where I was like, this is this is the exciting part. When there was a couple drills where Parison was taking shots from the point, you could see what's exciting about him. And, yeah. and bringing that to the WHL next year is going to be big. So I thought that it was nice to watch uh, Victor Parison match up against these guys that are you know top-end WHL players, whether it be a Tristan Nielsen or, or a Chase Waters. Like These are captain-type players from the WHL that he was matching up against. He's going to have a lot easier competition when he gets to the WHL than what he's facing at this camp. So Victor Parison was excited to be here. He's excited to be with the Blazers, but didn't really shock that much. But that's the thing. Like We didn't get a lot of drills of just one end to the other skating. It yeah. was a lot of like half-court you know, drills. And that was too bad because I wanted to see Pod Colson in full stride. I wanted to see Klimovich in full stride, Parison in full stride, just to, to kind of see that. But uh, we didn't get a lot today in rookie camp. But there was enough. Like, there was enough to to at least forward some opinions on some guys quickly. But it's too bad we're not there for the four days of camp. Like, today felt like a strange day to be there because, like I said, they spent the first 15, 20 minutes squatting across the ice and we don't get much. It's, it's too bad that we're not, that media is not going to be there for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Final thing on Pod Colson before we cut to break. He was one of the only skaters, Canucks fans are going to love this, that didn't do flybys by the net. No matter what the drill was, Pod Colson slammed on the brakes right before the net looking for a rebound every single time there was a shot. Like, he he is going to be a player that Canucks fans absolutely fall in love with. Every, every time he takes the puck down, he goes to the net. Like yeah. it's not just a thing to see in drills. This is what it's going to be like in every game when he's playing. Like 
you know, and to see it, like you mentioned, yeah, it was kind of interesting to see in drills. Every player takes their shot, goes around the net, pod goals and takes his shot, gets in the goalie's face all the time. Like a couple times he was trying to even like bury a rebound and deep yeah. was still like standing on his head and making saves. Yeah. So like, yeah, it was, it was good to see. And, uh, We'll dive into Klimovich a little bit on the second half here, but I think we'll just throw it a break. Uh, we'll do our quick little ad break here. We'll see you guys on the other side. We'll talk a lot more about Klimovich because there was, you know, it was nice to see him skate around. But first, we'll throw to our ad break. And uh, like I said, we'll see you guys on the other side. All right, folks, you know what time it is? We are here to talk about our favorite beer sponsor, Parallel 49 Beer. One of the go-tos quads. You can find this one at most restaurants, too. A lot of restaurants. I've yes. been seeing it around. The Trash Panda. Simple, one of the longest standing beers from Parallel 49. Highly recommend going out to try it. Not just the beers, though, but the patio quads. The patio at oh. 1950 Triumph Street. Tell the folks about some food and the, the sweet little drinks on the side that I know you like. So the Muddler's Pink Lemonade is my go-to. But man, the food there. Cheeseburgers, chicken bur- the spicy chicken burger was fantastic. Sub the pickles, right? Get the pickles instead Absolutely. of uh, jalapenos. Poutine, I had fantastic you got some green onion in there and it's nice and melted the worst thing about a bad like what makes a poutine bad is when the cheese is not melted this one it's melted and it's very very good so go down check that out the poutine the burger the spicy chicken sandwich what was that last thing we got the, we got some wings the, the wings, well. wings the korean barbecue wings. but they're also putting a roof over there they're working on it for the fall so it's not oh. just going to be the patio we got rained out the other day trying we to did. go to parallel 49 but they're putting a roof over it uh the beers are always fresh so many different beers on tap there so go out and try some parallel 49 beer you can get it at every liquor store you can find and also get on the 1950 triumph street to check out the street kitchen folks summer might be over but the time to drink squish is never over this drink is taking its way into the fall into the winter and this is the perfect beverage for everyone it's not one of those zero calorie drinks that has no flavor and just tastes like tonic water these ones have some flavor folks squish beverage you can find it all over bc liquor stores but i'm telling you you got to do a little bit of digging you got to go to some private liquor stores if you find it tweet at us about it because other listeners want to know where they can find the squish lemonade comes in a variety of flavors my favorite Squish lemonade passion fruit or squish lemonade pineapple. Kind of lean towards pineapple most of the time. So go out and find squish at your local BC liquor stores or do some of that digging and find the squish lemonades at private liquor stores across British Columbia. And a big thank you to all of our sponsors at the Canucks Conversation Podcast. I forgot that I was hosting this episode. The ad break ended and mm-hmm. I pointed to Chris and then he didn't say anything. And I was like, wait, I'm hosting this episode. Yes, so, uh, yeah, we have a little bit more to talk about. Not too much, but the media day was today. The the pre-rookie camp media. We spoke to Ryan Johnson, Vasily Podkolzin, and Danila Klimovich, both of whom were speaking through a translator. Um, we touched on Podkolzin a little bit there. Jet Wu and Victor Pearson. All the guys you requested. I didn't put in any requests, but you know, I'd like to talk to Seelovs eventually. Yeah. But got a lot of pull around this organization now. The four <laughs> players I asked for, four <laughs> players we get. So good you know. to hear Canucks are finally on board. Uh with the favorable coverage. With the favorable prospect coverage. So that was good. Got a question into everyone, which was uh great. I found Ryan Johnson off the top to have some interesting things. I think a big thing for RJ being, you know, obviously he's the the general manager of the Abbotsford Comets. That's great, but <laughs> sorry, I'm just like not like blowing that aside. It is great that he's the Abbotsford GM. <laughs> he does a good job, but director of player personnel as well, right? So 
or sorry, player development. So director of player development, Ryan Johnson is a different hat for him as he's not the GM of the Abbotsford Commons a lot of the time because he has to worry about guys like Victor Pearson, who, you know, since being drafted, the Canucks haven't even seen this guy in person on the ice. They might have someone over in Sweden dealing with them, but Victor Pearson now coming to the Kamloops Blazers, it was good to hear how important that meant to Ryan Johnson and how important that was that him playing in the WHL means that they can drive out to Kamloops and help him and you know, make it a little bit better for what he's gone through the past few years because Pearson's Pearson has had the worst two years like being cut from the the world junior team as like one of the last cuts not being able to play in the junior 20 league he mentioned that he only played in the hockey tan for a little bit didn't even like he was asked about his SHL time and obviously he didn't people will always bring up oh what Pearson played four games he played like I said I've said <laughs> it all the time on the show he's played 80 seconds in the SHL he didn't play much but he did talk about practicing with them because I asked him about that and he was like yeah, like, you know, practicing with the pros was good. It gave him a good step. And, and that's probably a nice jump for him back to the WHL now where he's going to be relied upon to be. I don't know if he, like I'm curious to see where he fits. I think he he has to be a top four, but I don't know if he's going to be a top pairing guy on that Blazers team because that Blazers team, they won the BC division last year in the WHL. They're a really good team. And they brought, they're bringing back a lot of their defensemen. I think only lost two of their starting six last year for their defensemen. So Parison's coming into a really good team, a really good organization. Like Kamloops Blazers, what they're going for is to win the Memorial Cup this year. They're not just like going out there to play a WHL season and win the WHL. They're a team that wants to be representing the WHL at the Memorial Cup. That would be huge for Parison. If that ends up happening, that would be massive for his development. I don't know. We, we got to see how the season plays out, but he's a huge ad for them anyways. And to hear how excited he was to get over there, it was kind of funny. I like the one quote where he was like, never really been in a city like this before Vancouver. Like he's, yeah. he's a small town guy in Sweden. He, he didn't grow up in Stockholm or one of these big cities in, uh, in Sweden. So Vancouver, I'm sure was quite the shock for him. And he didn't really, like I said, in the first half, didn't really shock me very much or, or kind of live up to the expectations that I was hoping to see from him on the ice. Let's let's not forget he got in two nights ago. Like he just got yeah. in the other night uh, and has not skated. That was his first skate in North America. Who knows how long it's been since he's been on the ice? Remember how tired? I- <laughs> Sorry. Remember, remember how tired I was when I got back from Edmonton? Yeah, well, that was, I was ridiculous. Like, I was like, oh man, I'm so jet lagged. It was like an hour difference. Yeah, you said you were jet lagged from a like an hour and fifteen minute flight. Yeah. So what the hell's Victor Pearson going through? What's his excuse? No, he was, he like, I, I liked hearing from Parison and just kind of hearing that, uh, that he's like so excited for the WHL. Yeah. And, like some of the quotes that he was saying about just being excited to play a season somewhere because his seasons have been broken up, whether it be due to COVID two years ago when his season was ending or this past season where his season ended early and then he wasn't able to, to really find another spot to play. He's playing in the hockey E10. He told me, you know, when we were back doing a conversation last year, that that league was like not good enough for him. Like he wanted to be in that J20 league where he was playing a nice wide open game against the best junior 20 players. And now he's going to move on to the WHL. Excited to see what he can do down in Kamloops. It's going to be a, it's a perfect landing spot for him. I wish they could have done it last year, but they got him here now. And to hear Ryan Johnson say that they are going to have like a body out there seeing him helping him in Kamloops. He's going to come to Vancouver for, I believe eight games this year. So we'll be out at all those Giants games. And just to hear all of that was good news. And and RJ was very jacked up to see these guys. His his favorite saying is like to see the white in the person's eyes. 
Yes, that's he what says he says. That a lot. It's, it's a little creepy. It's a little Game of Thronesy, but uh, he likes to see the white in a player's eyes. He, that's why he gets down on the ice for practices, whether it be with the AHL team or or certain things like this. So to see him around was good, and uh, he was excited for a lot of these players. But we'll get to. I think we'll get to Klimovich now because you know media wasn't there wasn't a lot from Klimovich on the media day. He just he's a quiet guy, even with a translator. Like he's he just seems like a quieter player. Pod Colson was pretty outgoing, but. Klimovich a little quieter. Yes, he was. Sorry, I'm confirming my thing with Curtis. It's so... So I'm buying a TV after this, which is going to be hectic because I have to go buy the TV. Sorry, listener. I don't even know what you said. Like, I was so, so zoned out. All right. Wait, hold on. I got to talk about the TV. So it's 4.15. You've seen the TV that I have, right? It's not great. It's like 2008, 32-inch TV. I'm running a PS5 on it. It's got one of those things where you can uh, push a VCR into it. It's got that. <laughs> oh, no, it's not that old. It's not that old. But basically, I need an upgrade on a TV. So I, I have my TV. I'm ready to go get it. And then I was like, I got to talk to Curtis Sanford for this story because, you know, grind never stops. Six o'clock. That's going to be tight. So I'm I'm texting and trying to figure out if I can push it back at all. But all right, what so you, you said something about Danila Klimovich. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his media and we, we don't really have to go through the media. He was a quiet guy. I didn't really yeah. say much. But what do you think of him on the ice? great like i i thought his shot was really good like he he ripped a couple past silos today mm-hmm. uh which you know caused me pain every time i saw I think it. it was the second best shot on the ice today really i thought behind pod colson i thought he had the best shot. i thought Pearson's shot was good from the point but i thought Wu had a pretty good shot nah, i don't know is it his looks good but it doesn't pop off the blade mm. you know like it doesn't, it doesn't pop, pop off, off like pod colson i'll tell says. you like that's the thing about Klimovich was like there was definitely some some stick handling problems. It didn't look like he lost the puck quite a bit and little just kind of skating up and down. But when he got control and he got close to the net and was taking shots, that's where he really shines. I mean, the the, the puck just pops off of Klimovich's stick. And that was good to see because he's a guy who's going to probably go to the queue and end up playing a lot of minutes over there and end up scoring a lot of goals in the queue. I've. I've got high expectations for him in the in a major junior league. So to see that he stuck out quite a bit, and that's the thing, like the way that I'm looking at players who are going to junior in Victor Parison and Danila Klimovich is I'm matching them up on the ice against these Chase Waters, against these Tristan Nielsen's, these guys who are graduating out of the WHL and were great players. Like Tristan Nielsen was one of the top players on the Vancouver Giants last year. So those are the guys that I'm matching them up against. And if if I'm watching Tristan Nielsen come down the wing and take a shot, and then I watch Klimovich go out there next, and Klimovich looks way me- like way better, like that excites me for what he's going to be able to do in the queue, which I think is a weaker league than the WHL. So if he does get over to the queue, I'm a, like after just one day of watching him, and we're going to get to see a full training camp of Klimovich to really confirm this. But just from watching one day, you have to have high expectations for him in the queue. Yeah. Also, what were you telling me about? the place he's going to play in the queue about how they don't speak English there. Well, it's like 96% uh, French speaking. There's only like four, 4% of people speaking like English as their first language. It's a French. It's one of those very French towns that, uh, Mm. that likes to like, doesn't have a lot of uh, English immersion. Uh, It's, it's going to be like, I was joking on the way over. I said, you know what? Klimovich is going to come back to camp next year. The dude's going to have better French than English in the end. He's going to, he Rion. Or however you say it. I, that's why I'm, I think I'm, you crushed that. I think I did too, but I'm sticking with the Huskies for most of the time I talk about <laughs> his team. But uh, that excites me a little bit because if he does get to the queue, I also get to launch my series on Canucks Army. 
Clem, yeah. Clem in the Q. Clem in the Q. It's a got, great name. I think he, it's got a great name, too. So uh, it's kind of been our prospects report here. I would normally jump into our prospects yeah. report, but this is kind of like we literally just had a rookie camp. So this is the prospects report. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, like just quickly, uh, Hugo Gabrielson overseas as well scores a game winner. Chatted with him uh, a little bit, and uh, he's excited. Like the, his team beat some of the better teams. I know is it uh, HV seventy one? I believe is kind of the the team that's expected to jump up from Alsvenskan to SHL. So he said, you know, they beat them, and he was their team's been pretty excited about it. He got some overtime. Uh, ice time there and, and scored the three on three goal to put it away. Nice shot. I asked him about it and he was just, I was like, what did you think when you uh, saw that wide open net and got that pass? He's like, just don't miss. <laughs> then he was <laughs> laughing quite a bit about it, but he's excited. His season's going to get going very soon here next week. Uh, and Lucas Forsell playing a lot of uh, J20 games right now. So it's nice to see him putting up the points early on. Uh, and I know your boy cost has just been putting up shutouts like crazy yeah. over there. If you Canada. haven't read it yet, Go read the story that I wrote about Ian Clark conducting Zoom lessons with a coup because these have been very, very fascinating to me, at least. Yeah. I think other people are finding them interesting. I mean, I scanned it. It was. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, the quotes are great. I think you get a lot of great quotes from Ian Clark, but you know me and my goalies. But, Ian Clark gives amazing quotes. Oh, yeah, he does. Like, he gives he, like if you were to like go on, you know, when like these guests, they go on to uh, these late night television and they, they expand like they go pretty extravagant with their yeah. answers and they try and do big stories. That's how like Ian Clark talks. I've noticed yes. like, just straight up. Yeah. Like he's a Showtime uh, Showtime talker. He's great. He absolutely a pleasure to talk to him every single time. Anything else from training camp that we haven't or rookie camp that we didn't touch Ryan on? Ryan Beach yet? sitting with the Sedins, just rubbing elbows with the Sedins and Thomas Gurdine. Was good to see. Yeah. Just casual. Nice to see the Sedins out there. One of the first, you know, as you kind of expected. Well, first guy out in the stands, Ryan Beach. But right behind yeah, him, Daniel just, and Hendrick Well, Sedin. you know, over the course of all of their careers... You know what they said about Ryan Beach? Nobody nobody he, works harder than the Nobody works except harder. For Ryan Beach. Exactly. And he just wants it more. Yeah, he was out there early. That's why he's in the war room, man. Yeah, it was good to it was good to see. And yeah, all of the management right in front of us. Right uh, sitting like underneath yeah, us. Jim there. was there. Jim was there. Hair was black as hell. Black yeah. as ever. Yeah, he has dyed his hair it looks like. Yeah. Looks good. I everybody makes fun of him. I, I don't think it looks that bad. Well, I mean, it, it, that's his look, right? That's yeah. his look. The problem is when he lets it not get black for a while. Yeah. Then you notice it. Yeah, that's fair. You got to be, you got to keep up with the just for men. You got to keep rolling with that. I've learned that lesson myself. One time I grew the beard, I just ferment it, and then it grew a couple inches. Yeah. And I and then you got all these, what are they called? Roots, I guess. What, is it the same thing with your beard? Yeah, I got sure. all these light colored roots and this black yeah, beard yeah, hanging yeah. down back when I had a longer one. So, yeah, you got to keep up with the just for men. Otherwise, you start, you, know, you start to fade out a little bit. Yeah. But... Jet Black. And you end up going out and trading for a good Branson. See, okay, that's so happens. that's the thing. Jet Black Jim is a different GM than light haired Jim, mm-hmm. right? It's not racist to say someone has light hair, by no, the way. I'll tell you what, you're you're battling the lines here with those dark haired <laughs> Italians or whatever you said earlier. Dark haired Italians is racist. Okay. I don't know. Um we'll let the listeners be the judge of that. Jet Black Jim drafted Quinn Hughes. I believe Elias Betterson was also drafted by no, Jeff. Oh, he was still brown. No, I'm I'm literally looking it up right now. Go well, ahead. Maybe you, actually you talk he for a bit. Drafter, who else yeah. who else was he jet black for? I think well, he didn't call Pud Colson because it was at home, so he didn't right. want to get booed obviously and they sent Stan Smeal up. But yeah, Jet Black Jim. Yeah, Stan Smeal did a great job <laughs> calling up Pud Colson. <laughs> you leave Stan Smeal no, alone. I, let's let's get to just the final final takeaways from uh from the camp. I mean, I you you had to you had to believe that Pod Colson was going to be one of the best skaters. I thought he skated well. I thought he shot well. Everything that we kind of expected from Vasily Pod Colson was good. 
Like there was parts of other players' games where you clearly saw that things were missing. Pod Colson, there wasn't like a weakness. Like there wasn't a part of Pod Colson's game where you're like, ooh, that that didn't look great. Like it felt like every drill that he went through, whether it was battling a guy, stick lifting a guy, defending on a guy, taking a shot, just out outright skating down the boards, like all of them looked good for Vasily Pod Colson. And he should. He should look way better than everyone that he's competing with at this camp. Yeah, absolutely. It was Honestly, what I saw from Pod Colson today, again, first time seeing him in person, really, it was one of like, you know, I have watched video on him, but it was like the longest I've ever watched him for, for sure, where he's just on the ice the whole time. He was great. And I just, I liked his energy the whole practice, yeah. whether it was, you know, communicating with other players. You saw him joke around with Klimovich quite a bit because I think that's going to be something that he's probably going to have to do throughout this whole four day rookie camp, which I'm yeah. still mad we're not going to be at the other days for. I would love to take some time out of my day to go down to that, but the way she goes, I guess. Um, but he, you know, there was there certain times where he's pushing around Klimovich and, you know, smacking his stick around. Like it was, Pod Colson was having a lot of fun today. Yes. And that was good to see. And, and to see him go up in certain battles and just look like a bigger, stronger prospect than everyone on the ice today. Even, even Jet Wu, like, you know, Jet Wu was like holding his own the best out of everyone defending Pod Colson, but Pod Colson still just looks like a man against boys yeah. uh, a lot of the time, especially at this camp. Yeah. He's but gonna- I felt bad for him because, Mike, he was making moves, Pod Colson in tight, and just getting absolutely robbed. Yeah. Well, by Mikey DiPietro. He's got to get used to it, man. That's what NHL goaltending is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Like when I say Mikey's NHL ready, I literally mean he looked like an NHL goaltender. Like it looked like if you had just picked up Thatcher Demko and asked him to come help out with this practice. Right. I mean, he looked that good. Yeah. He was the star of the day, even though he wasn't even on the roster for rookie camp. It kind of surprised us when we saw him out there initially as well, because we were thinking, you know, it's good that they got two goalies out there. I I was expecting Woodley to come waddling out and freaking step (laughs) in net there for a goal. Didn't see Woodley out there today. That would have been uh, very funny. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was good to watch. uh, And man, just felt so nice to be back at the rink, to be 100% honest. And and it was good to uh, see some friendly faces again and uh, just enjoying the rink. Hey, before we wrap up here, we're closing out here. Short little episode because we got a lot more coming up yeah. uh, from training camp. We got the triple episodes coming up next week. You guys are going to get an episode Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of Canucks Convo. Harmon will be around for those as well. Not sure if we'll get him for all three. We might give him a night off, but Harmon will be at the episodes next week when we're at training camp. But final thing, quads, uh, congratulations on the promotion. Oh, thank in, in you. Nation Network. Thank you. you want to talk about that. what you're going to be doing a little bit yeah. this year? Editor in chief of the Nation Network now. Um, not a big deal, but, uh, yeah, just kind of overseeing all of the content at the Nation Network, uh, you know, being the first point of contact for all the managing editors, uh, just kind of helping them out. We've got a great team there. Um, there's an announcement coming tomorrow that I told you about that I can't announce yet, but Nation Network has just picked up another high-profile person. Former Canuck is all I'm going to say. Former Canuck right. has signed with the Nation Network. Uh, not going to say who, but it'll, it'll be out maybe by the time this episode's out. So I won't say anything, but he joined our Slack channel today. I was chatting with him Good stuff. Uh, today, which is so great for people like for people who don't know. Yeah, you're going to be you know editing a lot of articles, overseeing you know the other editors and helping them out as well. But I think the exciting thing for Canucks fans is some of the stuff you're going to be doing day to day throughout the oh, season. Yeah. So tell tell people. A yes, bit about I guess that. you are Canucks fans. You want to hear about it. So they don't care we're about you editing at- <laughs> Flames Nation articles. <laughs> we're going to be tell at what we're doing. Rogers Arena basically every day. I'm going to be at every morning skate. Uh, we're going to have boots on the ground. Uh, the game day articles will be like a notebook for me. That'll be updated throughout the day along with some, uh, you know, preview stuff of the game and that sort of thing. Kind of like what Ryan Hank did. Ryan Hank's left Canucks army after I think 
eight or nine years. Yeah, eight years, t- I think it was. Yeah, I think, yeah, we were talking about it. He started when I was 12 or 13 or something like that. So Jeez. that was pretty wild to to hear. But yes, I'll be kind of taking over a little bit more. It's going to be different. Army. You said like it's going to be a notebook. Is that kind of what yeah, you want to do? Yeah, it'll be here? like similar to what we did today for training camp. It'll be that for morning skates right and uh, game days. Well, it's good stuff. You're the host. You want to close this thing out or what? Absolutely. I appreciate you. Know what? you from uh, now on, like, we might have to just cut you out from hosting. Yeah, I always end up taking over. <laughs> that's a certain okay. point. Well, I, I point to you because you're usually the last one that has you something try, interesting to say. But uh, yeah, I appreciate that. That's uh, really kind of you to bring that up. So yes, I, I'm very happy to be uh, in the new role. For Chris Faber, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.